Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the Beauty Business Podcast. Today we're talking about getting stuff done, about being more effective. And this also is my take on something that seems to be filling up my Facebook feed at the moment for some reason, morning routines. Now, I don't know whether it's just me because I read a lot of business-related books or because I'm subscribed to a lot of entrepreneurial-type websites and Facebook groups, but everyone seems to be talking about their morning routines at the moment. I hope you know what I mean. Well, I love the idea of a morning routine, but what if you have one or two or more tiny little uncontrollable people who live in your house and dictate just exactly what happens in those first few hours of your day. How do you structure your day to have a more effective morning routine then? But before I get into that, I'm getting ahead of myself. You may be new around here, so let's get a few things out of the way first. Hi, my name is Adam Chatterley. I'm your host here on the Beauty Business Podcast, and I'm on a mission to help independent salons, spas, and clinics to reach their business goals through simple, practical, and focused business advice and inspiration. We're all about the, the foundations of building an incredible, profitable, but above all, stress-free beauty business. Well, at least as stress-free as running your own business can be these days. That's what we do here. And if that sounds like something that you're interested in, then you're in the right place. Okay then, so morning routines. It seems like you can't really be anyone either famous or influential or successful these days if you don't have a quote-unquote morning routine that you subscribe to. Ones that's, one that sets you up for maximum effectiveness for the rest of your day. Barack Obama has a morning routine, so does Tony Robbins, Oprah Winfrey, Richard Branson. You get the picture. Now, these routines typically involve fairly lengthy periods of reflection, of gratitude, of journaling, of health and well-being sessions, and of course, that other buzzword of the now, mindfulness. Now, don't get me wrong, I, I absolutely love the idea. I truly believe that if you can take the first, say, 90 minutes of your day to do these things day in, day out, then you will be a calmer, more open, more focused, more empathetic, and supremely more successful and effective person. But what about the rest of us? What about if you have, for example, small children and you crave as much sleep as your little monsters will allow you? I personally could have the most incredible morning routine all worked out, but if my one-year-old son wakes up screaming at 10 past five in the morning, having decided he's had enough sleep and wants to get up and play, then there goes my perfect morning routine. So what happens to my day then? So stop whining about it. Get up earlier. I can almost hear the morning routine evangelists yelling at me, but I'm sorry, where I come from, 5 a.m. is barely today, let alone 4 a.m. or 3.30 a.m. So if your current morning routine involves dragging yourself out of bed through the shower, wishing you hadn't opened that second bottle of wine last night and figuring out whether you can detour to grab a large Starbucks on your school run all the way to your salon, then what can you do in the morning to set you up for your own maximum effectiveness throughout the day? Now, I should say here that this advice is largely based on my own sort of morning routine. Actually, routine is kind of the wrong word because it implies that I do this every morning. I really don't. My aim is to do as many of these things as possible. It rarely happens that I manage to achieve more than about four of them in one morning, but I'm hoping that over time I get better and I also mix them up. So over the course of a week, I probably manage to get every single one of them done at least once. And that's better than nothing, right? Now, before we dive in, 
Let's address the elephant in the room, shall we? And that's the belief that I don't have time to do anything in the morning. Well, yeah, you do. You know you do. I made a bit of a joke a bit a moment ago. And yet there is no way on earth that I'm volunteering to get up at 4am every day to ensure that I nail my morning routine. I'm sure the health benefits of sleeping a little bit longer would come into effect here and actually benefit me more than being able to tick off my morning routine on my to-do list. But I can get up 10 or 15 minutes earlier every day. I'm pretty sure we can all agree to that. So what can we do with those 10 or 15 minutes most mornings to help set us up for the rest of the day? Well, here are my nine top tips. So at number one is make your bed. Now, there's a fantastic video that I watched on YouTube by US Naval Admiral William H. McRaven that perfectly makes this point. And I'll link to the video in the show notes. But in it, the Admiral explains his thoughts on why the military makes such a fuss about soldiers making their beds. It's not because they're neat freaks. In it, he says, if you make your bed every morning, you will have accomplished the first task of the day. It will give you a small sense of pride and it'll encourage you to do another task and then another, and then another. And by the end of the day, that one task completed will have turned into many tasks completed. Making your bed will also reinforce the fact that the little things in life matter. If you can't do the little things right, you will never do the big things at all. And if by chance you have a miserable day, you'll come home to a bed that is made, that you made, and a made bed gives you encouragement that tomorrow will be better. I love that. And then, of course, if you don't subscribe to what the military thinks is a good start to the day, well, at least your mum will be proud of you. Now, number two is to avoid grabbing your phone straight away in the morning as soon as you wake up. Now, I know this is a tough one. It really shouldn't be, but it is for some reason. My phone is right next to my bed. I'm not sure whether it's an innate need to see if I've missed an email from the lottery telling me that I finally matched all those numbers and I can stay in bed now for as long as I want because I don't have to get up and go to work or simply just to see what happened on Facebook in the 10 hours that I've been asleep, along with most of the people that I know. But with a reported 80% of smartphone users checking their phone before they've even got out of bed, then FOMO, which is fear of missing out, is a serious problem. And I'm betting a bigger deal than any of us would really like to admit. Now, social media is usually the first thing that we're drawn to after personal group chat apps. So things like Messenger, WhatsApp, Snapchat, etc. And of course, personal text messages. Now, for the sake of your own mental health, do not benchmark your day by immediately consuming the best bits of someone else's, especially if you follow celebrities and especially if those celebrities have a morning routine. Because if the first thing that you see is how much they've achieved before you've even been to the bathroom, that's not going to make you feel anything other than a failure. Pull back those covers over your head and go back to sleep. But okay, if you absolutely must check your phone, then check the weather. Can you squeeze in a run before your shower? Only kidding. Or if you truly can't resist a social media fix, then have a quick, and I mean a very, very quick, look at Instagram. You see, it's much less likely that you're going to disappear down a rabbit hole using Instagram. The lack of active links in Instagram means that um, you can't click on things. So you can only really look at the pictures and watch the videos. And as long as you steer clear of the adverts, you can't waste more than really a few minutes, depending on how many people you follow. Facebook, however, 
well, that can have you checking out streams of comments. And the next thing you know, you're ordering $90 Mojave slippers because the advert was awesome. And the Facebook feed told you that three of your friends had bought them and they'd rated them five stars. So you just had to have a pair. You know, we've all been there. But above all, whatever you do, do not check your email. Now, this is one that I've had to train myself out of more than anything. It started off with not checking my email just before bed the night before. That was tough. And then I expanded that to not checking my email until at least I'm at my desk in the morning. Now, I'm working on pushing that further back to not checking my email until I've got the top two to-dos off my list for the day. But let's just say that's a work in progress. Now, this is something that I've become pretty passionate about over the last couple of years. We've all at some point decided that email is some magical final way of sending something that's on our plate to someone else's plate. We might not mean to do it, but it's become like passing the digital hot potato in a way. Now, email has become the way for someone else who wants something from you to get their request onto your to-do list without even asking you. And when you think about it, that's really rude. Now, when I'm feeling particularly gregarious about this, I like to remind people that simply sending me an email doesn't mean I received it or read it. I'm not blaming the cyber Bermuda Triangle here or saying it vanished into the ether. What I mean is I get a lot of emails. We all do every day. And there's a chance that I was a little bit overzealous with the delete key this morning and I simply deleted their email without ever actually reading it or even seeing it. The problem is that I know I'm also often guilty of doing exactly the same thing to others. So really, we shouldn't consider that an email sent is a to-do done. If something's urgent or critical, then phone someone. Until you've spoken to that person and until they've accepted responsibility for whatever it is, then you really haven't actually passed anything on. It's still with you. So bypass this to-do list sneak attack by not looking at your emails and telling people that you don't look at your emails. You're going to have to train others that you don't check your emails until much later in the day. Now, when I implemented this policy myself, I actually set up an autoresponder on my emails, which sent an immediate reply to people telling them that I only checked my emails twice a day at 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. So if they needed a response before then, then they should call me. Now, sure, this may mean a few extra phone calls come your way, but I'm willing to bet that the person who was happy enough to fling you an email with a request to send them information on this, that or the other simply won't bother with the phone call and they'll either do whatever it was that needed doing themselves or realise that it wasn't really something important after all. Excellent. This new morning routine thing is saving you time already. So this is the goal. Don't have what you do today dictated by someone else's agenda, i.e. their email claiming something is urgent. Instead, do first what's most important in your day and then check your emails. Now, like I said, this is still a work in progress for me, but I can tell you now, the days that I manage it, the days that I don't check my email until later in the morning, having got done what I already needed to do that day, those are some of the most productive days that I have. Okay? Now, at number three is meditate. Now, don't scoff at this or switch off until number four. It's 2018, guys. Everybody meditates, apparently. Now, I'm willing to bet that you are way more informed about meditation and meditating than I am. So what am I really talking about here? Well, I've long heard about the benefits of meditation from friends, both inside and outside of the health and beauty industry. It's certainly a little bit outside of my own comfort zone. I mean, you know me, I'm the geeky numbers guy after all, but I really wanted kind of in on this 
meditation thing somehow. Now, I'm a textbook entrepreneur brain, which means I generally have about a million things going on in my head. And the promise of a little bit of clarity, a little bit of calm was truly enticing and intoxicating to me. But I really had no idea where on earth to start. I mean, how how do you actually meditate? Did I need to get myself some yoga pants or some tie dye or a mat from somewhere or other? But I really had no idea at all where to start. I know it sounds daft, but I really didn't. Now, it turns out that I didn't need any yoga pants or a mat or any tie dye clothing, and I didn't even need to purchase any crystals. But for a lot of people, there's an app for your phone called Headspace. And this is a great place to start. And you can do the first 10 days for free and see how much difference it makes to your own mental clarity. Now, personally, I gave Headspace a try. And even this app was a bit demanding for me and a bit structured for what I was looking for. And it also seemed to assume that I already knew what meditation was. And if I'm honest, I wanted I wanted the results but I was sceptical and I really, really had no idea where to start. So I found an app and it's my new favorite app and it's called 10% Happier. Now it's developed by a meditation skeptic, someone with a crazily busy life who, like me, was keen on the idea of meditation but didn't really know what it was or indeed what it would do or even how to get started. I advise you check it out. If you've never done meditation before, give it a try. I've been using it on and off And that's my other favorite thing about the app. There's no structure to it. You can just jump in whenever you want. Now, I've been using it on and off for a couple of weeks now. Now, obviously, I haven't quite achieved full spiritual awareness yet. But the five or ten minutes of absolute peace that I can treat myself to is absolute bliss. Now, I can honestly say that in just a couple of weeks, I've gone from actively having to force myself to not think of things while attempting to meditate using the app and only succeeding so for about three seconds at a time, to being now able to fully calm myself and clear my mind for whole minutes at a time. And that's a really big deal for me. And it means I can get some perspective on my day and what I should be working on rather than what's just easy to work on or what's at the top of my email inbox, which is how most of my days used to start. Now, at number four is stretch a little. Now, here's a fact for you. Humans are the only member of the animal kingdom that don't habitually stretch following a prolonged period of unconsciousness. Before you say it, that one arm up in the air and one arm behind your neck whilst yawning in bed thing, that doesn't count. Now, my cat is the softest, laziest creature on the planet, and even he does a spot of yoga when he first wakes up after a nap. Now, I specifically said stretch a little rather than do some yoga, because for the same reason as meditate, just the term is likely to put some people off. Now, I'm not even sure if it's my own version of stretching is a little bit more yoga or just what a personal trainer once told me to do as a warm-up or warm-down exercise. All I know is it takes me five minutes And it both wakes me up and makes me feel much better after I do it than I do before. So there you go. Now, I actually asked a friend of mine who actually is a yoga teacher, as it happens, exactly what the benefits of a bit of a stretch in the morning are. And she emailed me back with this. Dedicating a few minutes to stretching properly gets the blood going to your limbs and to your brain. The resulting boost in energy works wonders at dispelling grogginess. It's also good for your posture, particularly if you're about to spend the majority of your day sat down at a manicure station or leant over a treatment couch. So there you go. Have a stretch. Do it now while you're listening. Now, at number five, not surprisingly, is exercise. Hey, guess what? 
That guy at the bus stop on a morning who looks like he's been to the gym, looking all stylish in his suit, perfectly shaved, hairstyled. Yeah, he probably has been to the gym. He's done a workout, he's had a shower and a shave because the workout gave him the energy to do so, and now he's ready for the day. Oh, and that girl stood next to him who looks like she could run a 5k without breaking a sweat? Well, she can. In fact, she already did this morning. It was her morning routine. Being super fit takes time, takes energy, and it takes motivation, which is great for those who love it. But the good news for the rest of us is that even short periods of relatively high intensity exercise burn more calories throughout the day and releases those fuzzy feeling endorphins that, well, just make you feel better. So if you can't knock out a quarter marathon before breakfast or squat a metric ton, then at least move about a bit, run up and down the stairs a couple of times, take the dog out for a real walk, or just run around the block. Your body will thank you in the long run. Now, while we're talking about morning routines, or more precisely, using your mornings to set you up for an incredibly productive day, it's important to remember that simply being productive isn't always the goal. Sometimes simplifying the work that you have or the number of tasks on your list can be much more beneficial than simply doing more stuff. Now, if you manage your own business, then simplifying things as much as possible can only be helpful, right? Now, sometimes that simplification comes in the form of needing a quick injection of funds for your salon or your spa. And that's where the cabbage card can help to simplify and cover all your expenses in one easy place. Now, the cabbage card is linked to a line of credit, which is just like a loan, but easier to organize, of up to $250,000, giving you the flexibility to make purchases with cash, checks, or wherever credit cards are accepted. Now, you can easily apply online and get a quick decision, no lengthy forms to fill in, and then access the amount that you need for everything from supplies and stock to bills and even travel expenses. And don't worry, you're in safe hands too, because Cabbage has already funded more than $4 billion. They're trusted by over 130,000 businesses and are A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. So get the security of a line of credit with the convenience of a card. Visit cabbage.com forward slash beauty business. And because they're such friends of the show, you're going to get a $100 gift card simply for qualifying. So why not do it now? But remember, to get that $100 gift card, you need to go to cabbage with a K. So that's K-A-B-B-A-G-E dot com forward slash beauty business. Now, credit lines and pricing are subject to periodic review and change. This is not a revolving account. Individual requests for credit are separate instalment loans. All cabbage business loans are issued by the Celtic Bank, a Utah chartered industrial bank, a member of the FDIC. Right, back to my win your morning top tips. And at number six, it's take a cold shower. Now, have you heard of Dave Asprey? No? He's the guy behind Bulletproof Coffee. Still no? Okay, well, Mr. Asprey is an entrepreneur and self-proclaimed biohacker. He's also an advocate for the health benefits of knocking the temperature down in your morning shower as cold as it will go. How about Tony Robbins? Heard of him? Well, he's got an ice-cold plunge pool just outside his bedroom door. I'm presuming it's the one to the outside and not the one to the rest of his house, so that would just get annoying. Oops, fell in the plunge pool again. Anyway, when Tony gets up, yes, he has a morning routine, obviously, but before he does anything else, he strips off and jumps into his freezing cold plunge pool for as long as he can stand it, often up to five minutes at a time. Brr. Now, this intense shock tricks your body into thinking it's dying, which is nice. So why on earth would you subject yourself to this awful experience? Well, not surprisingly there, Mr. Biohacker, you will wake up immediately. Hell yeah, you certainly will. But surprisingly, it actually burns fat. It helps to increase the number of disease-fighting cells in your body, 
it increases antioxidants, and it also increases circulation. So cold showers, and I guess plunge pools, are utterly horrible to begin with, but you come out of them stronger, which is both a fitting metaphor and promotes amazing resilience for the day ahead. So what do I do? Well, once again, this isn't every day. I'm working on it, but I see if I can do this for the last 30 seconds of my normal morning shower. And yes, I turn the temperature down gradually because I'm a bit of a wimp. Seriously, give it a try. It really works. Honestly, it's dreadful to start with, but it makes me feel like an athlete for some reason. And I haven't even done any exercise. Now, at number seven, it's to get an early start. Now, this one just seems plain obvious, but most of the people in the world don't do this. Most people stay in bed until the last second possible, even pushing their alarm snooze button to breaking point. Now, no one else is awake yet, except Tony Robbins, Barack Obama and Oprah. So this is your time to do with what you will. I mean, go for a run, take that cold shower, play with the kids, have a cooked breakfast. Whatever it is, this is the time of day that you're least likely to be disturbed or distracted by other things. So make it your own. Speaking of the former US president, what does Barack Obama's morning look like? Well, now he's retired and really not got much on his plate. His morning, every morning, starts two hours before his first calendar event. What does he do with his time? Really proper dad stuff. He watches ESPN, catches up on sports, eats breakfast and reads the paper. Nice. Now, early starts can be challenging, even daunting sometimes. But if you're still looking for that silver bullet, foolproof way to get out of bed earlier, that brings us to number eight. Go to bed earlier. Yeah, thanks for that, Adam. I know, I know this is easier said than done because, you know, you have a life. So just what can you do or not do to make getting your head down a little bit easier and drifting off to the land of Nod more quickly when you do? Now, first of all, first tip, don't drink alcohol on a school night. Seriously, kids. It turns out that alcohol does send you off to slumberland more quickly, but the quality of your sleep will be crappy. So if your aim is to be more productive tomorrow, don't drink too much the night before. Next up, take a hot bath. Yeah, in stark contrast to the advice to drop the temperature in the morning, in the evening, you actually want to turn up the heat. Now, the science here is that a hot bath can raise your actual core body temperature by about a degree. And the subsequent cooling effect after you get out of the bath actually makes you sleepy. Now, the next one is my favorite, is to prepare for the next day. Now, again, I'm not perfect at this and it doesn't get done every single day, but studies have shown that you actually have a limited number of daily decisions in you. As you use them up throughout the day, your decision-making capabilities diminish, either meaning that you can't make decisions or making it more likely that you'll make a bad decision. So remove the decisions about what am I gonna be doing today and make them the day before. That way, you know what you're doing and you've saved your decision-making juice for whatever surprises the day ahead throws at you. Plus, it stops your brain worrying about any decisions that you put off from today and are not looking forward to making tomorrow. So eliminating decision-making from tomorrow gives your brain less to process and less to worry about, meaning that you drift off to sleep more easily. Now, something else I do here is to keep a notepad next to my bed. If something suddenly occurs to me or pops into my head as I'm trying to get off to sleep, I simply grab the notepad and write it down. That way, my brain doesn't spend the next 10 minutes thinking about it or worrying whether I'll remember about it when I wake up in the morning. Try it. It works. The next tip is to avoid using your phone. Ah, that damn phone again. 
Now, modern bright screens like the one used in your smartphone actually strain your eyes in the dark because it has too much light in them in the blue spectrum. And light in the blue spectrum apparently awakens the brain. Now, if you absolutely must look at your phone in bed, then turn the brightness level down as low as it will go. Or if you own an iPhone, then Apple have recently introduced something called Night Shift, which actually reduces the amount of blue light used in the screen at the end of the day. Now, your phone does take on a bit of an old school sepia photo effect, but at least it isn't keeping you awake. The next tip is to try and sleep with your blind or your curtains open. Now, this is only going to work for certain people, probably not if you live in the city or where there's a lot of light pollution. But the theory here is that the natural light from the sun gently coming through in the morning will help reset your circadian rhythm, help you sleep better and help you wake up more gently, setting you up for the perfect day. And finally, at number nine is morning music. Now, I have absolutely zero scientific basis for this other than my own findings. But for me, music really helps to put me in the right mood for something. I can't be the only one. Look at how many people listen to high tempo music in the gym to help with their workout. Now, I actually have a playlist of uplifting, get me ready for the day, ready to conquer the world music that I listen to whilst getting ready in the morning, or even just as I kind of sit down at my desk for those first couple of to-dos that I need to get done. Now, this is going to be different for everyone. And as I've become a bit older and I've aged and I've become a dad, my exposure to music has changed. So strangely, there's a lot more tracks from Disney films on my morning playlist than, than there used to be. But actually, you would be surprised by the number of songs in Disney films that could be aimed at the struggling small business owner. If you don't believe me, check out the show notes page where I've shared some of my favourite playlists for you to check out. So give it a try. Come up with a playlist of songs to get you fired up for the day and make a point of listening to them as you get ready, as you make your way to work, or even as you get the salon set up for the day. So there you go. Nine ways for us mere mortals to win our mornings. And from there, if the theory is correct, supercharge the rest of your days. Now try it out for a week. How many of my nine tips can you squeeze into your mornings over the course of a week? Don't worry if it's only one or two a day. That's way better than none at all. And supposedly, you only need that small shift to make bigger gains as the day goes on. Now, if you'd like a handy downloadable list of my nine Win Your Mornings Conquer the Day tips, or you want to check out my morning music playlist, then head over to the show notes, which you can find at www.beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 33. Now, it's been a bit of a different show again today. For a start, it was just me. Reminds me of the good old days. But I do love having guests on the show to join me. And we're going to be having more guests coming soon. Now, I really appreciate you listening to the show today. I hope you found value in today's episode. And I hope it's okay that I shared some of my tips, things that I do on a morning, give you a bit of a glimpse into the things that go on with me before I get started in the day. Now, remember... If you love the show, if you found value today, or if you've just enjoyed listening, you can leave me a rating on iTunes. To do this, just head over to iTunes, or I think you can even do it in the podcast app on your phone these days. Give me an honest star rating. And if you have a spare 30 seconds, leave me a bit of a review as well. Tell me what you love about the show. Even tell me what you'd like to hear more of. So that's it for this week's episode. Don't forget, you can check out the show notes and get a handy download of my nine tips as well as a sneak peek at my morning playlist with those Disney inspirational songs on there simply by visiting beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 33. So that's all for me. Short episode this week. I'm going to see you again next week with more great stuff. Have a good one. <laughs>